www.staggeringstories.net, podcast series one, number 28, The Tacovany with a Billion Backs. Good evening and welcome to the Staggering Stories podcast number 28. Gosh, 28. That's a lot, 28. 28. I'm surprised it made it past two myself. Charming. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the Rural Keith. Number 47D. B. D. Drop a D to me. I'm I'm getting confused. (laughs) At the drop of a hat, it's news. News. El Presidente. Where do we start? At the beginning? There's a big bang. Not, not quite that oh, far okay. at the beginning of the news. Oh, speaking of big bangs, the... Um, <gasps> Torchwood? Had- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, got again. No, the um, Hadron Accelerator is going to be switched on in nine days' time. Ooh, Ooh right. What yes. is the Hadron Accelerator? End of the world. Yes, the end of the world, apparently, according to the uh, popular press. Oh, um, well, why? Well, it's the biggest um, atom smasher built. Why do they want to smash atoms? To see what happens. Mm, yes. Because they're there. Do you think we should form some sort of protest group to protect the atoms? It might be a tad too late. They've been smashing atoms for, what, past 30 years? Well, CERN's been doing it for about 30 years. Yeah, that's how they know about antimatter. Well, why is it suddenly going to be the end of the world now if they've been smashing atoms for however long they've been smashing? Well, what they want to do is simulate conditions immediately after the Big Bang. Is that not a little unwise? (laughs) That's what a lot of people are saying. Oh, dear. Considering when they let off the first atom bomb, they didn't know whether it would ignite every single hydrogen atom in the atmosphere. There was a war on. What the hell? Let's do it anyway. Let's blow it up anyway. (laughs) El Presidente, news. Talking of Big Bangs, uh, Torchwood, (laughs) season three, is named as Children of Earth. They've given it a title now. They have. Five-part miniseries, stripped over, stripped over five days. Stripped over the one week, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We know Freeman's not in it. Who uh, is in it? We don't know anything about Mickey. No word he's in it, or not. But we do know Eve Miles as Gwen Cooper's back. Gareth David Lloyd as Yanto is back. John Barrowman as yeah, Jack is back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kai Owen as Gwen's husband, Reese is back. And PC Andy, played by Tom Price, is back. Forgive me if I'm wrong, small diversion mm. here. Eve Miles is going to be in the new Merlin as well, isn't she? Is I she? Think, yeah. I think she, okay. uh, so under swathes of makeup, I think, and as an old hag woman, but. <laughs> <laughs> But she's I think she's, she's recorded or filmed her coffin spit in the new Merlin. Hmm. Which is, I'm not Maybe sure she's only in one. You don't know What's about so that. Russell T. Davis' obsession with having children in the title? <laughs> children <laughs> of time. Children of Earth. So you'll never have any? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got some guest stars. Uh, Peter Capaldi, who was in Fires of Pompeii. He's in it as a civil servant with a terrible secret called Mr. Frobisher. Is he a penguin? <laughs> Could be a secret. We are all hell Frobisher. All hell. All hell Frobisher. All hell the big talking bird. bird. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it's unlikely. Yeah, It'd be good right. if it would dream. You can dream. So they're not going to p- pick up a penguin? No. no. <laughs> and a Paul Copley as Clem. Clem. Oh, as a planet. Yeah, that sounds like... That's Clem. sounds like the noise you make oh, when you yeah. clear your throat. Survivor <laughs> still haunted by his past. Mm. Whatever that means. Uh, Liz May Bryce as Johnson, a cynical covert government agent determined to expose Torchwood. Well, they do that themselves. <laughs> they yeah. do, don't they? <laughs> they expose themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the Yeah, I'm 
not, yeah. we're not going there. We're not no. going there. Mm. Captain Jackass. Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> rapidly, rapidly along. There are rumours. This is news of the world. Mm. A Sunday tabloid, which cannot generally be trusted, but nonetheless, yeah. they occasionally write, saying that two of the Doctor Who specials next year will be filmed in America. America. Mm. Mm. They're chucking extra money at it because it's in America? Certainly the budgets of these specials are bigger than the usual special. Christmas Christmas stuff. specials. Yeah. So at least a tenner then, you reckon? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so perhaps they can afford it. Although, yeah. why? Yeah. I don't know. It's got to really need to be there. You know, there's got to be something definitive for it to be set in America. You know, like, um, what is it? The Two Doctors could really have been set anywhere. It was in Spain, but it could have been... Well, that was originally meant to be New Orleans, yes. Yeah. And you can understand the Land of the Water one because it uh, looked... Perry. Well, Perry, and also <laughs> it looked like an alien planet. You know, when they, yes. when they did San, it wasn't familiar quarry. It was a... Yeah, it's a different quarry. 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 Yeah. Ah. yeah, it's a quarry in Lanzarote. Mm. Speaking of the um, the specials, mm-hmm. very, very briefly on the BBC website a couple of weeks ago, um, there was a piece about the vast toffee, Stephen Moffat. I think it was at San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Somewhere um, I would love to go, well, but I yeah. can't afford. And he <laughs> was saying that uh, David Tennant will do the specials, but then the series will start again with a new doctor. Mm. But I've tried to track down the uh, article since, and it's, it's vanished. vanished. Mm, me too. Mm. Uh, so... Whether it was an unintentional slip, yeah, I mean, or whether he meant to say it, and now the BBC are launching a damage limitation. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's Comic Con. You got all those fans around mm. you. He could quite possibly could have let something slip that he didn't mean to, mm. or someone just misunderstood. Something or he someone said. just yeah, yeah, just it's been blown, blown out of all proportion. The truth, maybe yeah. mm, Russell T it. Davies did say somewhere I can't tell you where that Tennant has given his replies whether he will be in the mm. next full oh, season. Right. Mm-hmm. The BBC know. Yeah, better not say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so right. yeah. maybe there's some truth in it. Yeah, don't know. I I hope not because I I like Tennant. I think he's yeah. damn good in the role. But if we are going to have a couple of specials set in America, mm. his profile is going to go through the roof because yeah. it's ridiculously yeah. popular over there. And so when the uh, new season comes around, he may have other offers. Yeah, which he would be mm. silly That's not it. to yeah. take. Yeah, oh yeah, it would be good for the actor to go on with more stuff, better money. But it would be bad be f- for us. Bad though. for the show. Mm. Mm. I think. I mean, it's like well, it's like the first time around with um, well, Tom Baker. He he was the doctor who had the most exposure out in the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. still true now. But if he goes, I, I will be saddened. But you He's know, have to go sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. nice yeah, to get another, another season out of him. It would be good to see him in other roles because, as I said, he is an actor, not a personality. Mm. He was very good in Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> Less yeah. about that, the better. Very, yeah. very good in Casanova. Right. I had to get a bucket of water. Pardon? <laughs> you enjoyed it that much? Moving on. The cold show. <laughs> so, surprising news here. Apparently, Red Dwarf is going to be making a return. Yay! Mm. The small screen. About mm. bloody time. Mm. After years of them trying to get the film off the ground, now uh, digital TV channel Dave, yes, really called yeah. Dave, has put up the money for four 30 minute specials, which will apparently combine new material with classic footage, yeah. i.e., clip show. So, it's <laughs> going to be four clip shows, in yeah. other words. It sounds yeah. like it was some well, framing device. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I think. The reason for it being a clip show is, I mean, obviously, um, Craig Charles has got, got his uh, commitment to Coronation Street. And um, I think whether it's he's only been allowed so many times to sort of, yeah, allow for the filming of these you know, four specials. Also, it's been 10 years, isn't it? They're all Well, aged. that's it. That's, that's, mm, that's quite my a bit. point. Yeah. They can no 
longer pretend to be 28. Some have aged better than others. They've mm-hmm. listed as meant to be. Yeah, they look a bit strange. Look at the clips, particularly yeah. looking at first and second season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, good grief, yeah. They age yeah. a lot just mm-hmm. during yeah. the seasons. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. now, another 10 years on top of that. And having said that, the how can I put this delicately, the quality of the stories were going downhill the further on it went. Yeah. yeah you know, they'd very the, much run out of ideas. Yeah, mm. the, the, the high point was season three, season four, yeah. and then it began yeah. to slide. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure that this is a good thing. There again, if the highest exposure it gets is on Dave, then mm. true. It may not well, do too it. much damage if it turns yeah, out to be rubbish. Yeah, but there again, I mean, I think a lot of people would like a sense of closure because, I mean, the last series did end on a cliffhanger with, yeah, with the rumour being trapped in this other, in this uh, parallel universe. Mm. Personally, I would sort of just leave it, let it lie. Mm. It's, yeah. it's good at the time, but it's Dave's done. But that's my personal thoughts, and I've been proven wrong before. Well, yeah. Mostly by fake Keith. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yep. But that's on the return. It looks like the Spooks spin-off, Spooks Code 9, is on the way out. Now, I haven't caught any of this. Haven't you? Admittedly, I haven't caught any of the original Spooks. I've never... Really? I've never... Wow. It's never been on... I've never sat down and watched it when it's been on. I just keep missing it. I was a big and fan the first two or three seasons. But it's got George Moffat in it. Of course, the Doctor's yep. daughter. I prefer in Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 it's um, the vest, wasn't it? It was the vest. <laughs> it helped. Um, <laughs> Ratings-wise, it's kind of flopped. It started at 810,000, which for BBC Three is mm, pretty good. That's good. After three or four weeks, now down to 288,000. Mm, so it lost, what, two-thirds mm, of their two, viewers? Yeah, two-thirds, yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, so it's unlikely, although knowing the BBC not impossible, but unlikely that it's going to get a second season. Yeah. It's the Shitty. BBC, it'll get three seasons. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, probably would... Uh, and that didn't get too bad ratings but I don't know it's not I've seen I think all of them but it's not a great loss yeah it's a bit like uh, spooks for the children's BBC crowd Uh with a bit of Hollyoaks from from what I got from the trailers they're all sort of no older than 20 something they're all 20 something yeah very fast paced and punchy from the looks of the trailers yeah (laughs) (laughs) not very good following on from the shuffling of the um, release of Harry Potter. Yes. We've got Quantum of Solace, the uh, 14th James Bond. Is it 14th? the 14th? No, no, it's 22nd. That's the 22nd. 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 James 22nd. Bond. Yeah. God, mm. really, 22nd, jeez. And mm. um, that's been shifted back. It's now coming out a week later on November the 14th, apparently, because the Quantum Studios see the later date as a better opening to lead into Thanksgiving ah, and the Christmas yeah, for the holiday season. going season. Mm. Mm. On um, the plus side, it's got Daniel Craig in it again. Again. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> not have after the last one. I know, those trunks. Really you liked them too, did you? <laughs> uh, not quite, I was thinking, no. Well, old, I mean, old the, very uh, good the, bud, the budgie smugglers. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what people call them, budgie smugglers. Okay. okay. <laughs> It's a whole new life side of life to you. I hadn't realised. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but apparently Quantum of Solace, I mean, um, the original short story written by uh, Ian Fleming, yep. apparently all it was was um, where James Bond goes to a dinner party. He gets yeah. into a rather heated conversation with a woman and that's basically it. <laughs> okay. So there's I've been made a... a film out of it. <laughs> I imagine that will be a rather protracted scene, but I mean, as for the rest... It's basically a follow-on from the previous film. It yeah. follows directly yeah. on from the end of mm-hmm. the last film. Yeah, directly afterwards, isn't it? Yes. And to my knowledge, the first film sort of split the fans did it yeah oh, right I've, general I've, viewing public yeah very in favor of it yeah what but, was that casino royale casino mm. royale yeah well example you quite enjoyed it didn't you and our eldest construct couldn't stand Stand-it. it yeah and he's you know he sees every bond film yeah the best bond film for a long time maybe yeah. forever mm. anyway we'll wait and see yes
this. Other um, film news. New Highlander. Ooh. So there yeah. can yep. be only one again and again. <laughs> yeah. and, and again. There can only be another one. <laughs> the rumour has it this is a remake of the first one. Yes, I so heard this. how they yeah. can get away with it. Scottish actor Kevin McKidd from Rome. And, I like uh, Rome. Journeyman. I liked Rome too. It's I was, uh, tipped to be the new McLeod. He was... Caesar, wasn't he? Well, Kevin McKidd. Yeah. He was um, Lucius Verinus. Uh, yes. Yeah. I haven't seen Moan, but I have seen Journeyman. Oh, really? Has it been so, on here? Uh, yeah, it was on one of the cable channels, uh, though I can't remember which one. It was very good. Uh, no, I really didn't rate Journeyman that highly. Oh, okay. yeah, it, was, it was sort of like um, a watered-down version of Quantum Leap, but without Al. Okay. Takes out half the fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> half the fun yeah. is missing. The fairly bizarre reasons why he was... Mm-hmm. Time travelling. Can I just say something about Sean Connery? I mean, I reckon if ever a film should be made about Sean Connery, it should be called The Hunt for the Right Accent. <laughs> <laughs> Much hair piece, maybe. And it should star an Irishman. No, I mean, the Untouchables, you had a Scotsman playing an Irish New York copper. Uh, Highlander, you had Sean Connery with a broad Scottish accent playing Spanish-Egyptian... Yeah, if I may interject, it was uh, uh, an Egyptian living his life in Spain Spain. with a Scottish accent. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) He was in Scotland. (laughs) Yes. And the the hunt for Red October, a a commander of a high-tech Soviet submarine with a Scottish accent. (laughs) Slight hint of Russian. (laughs) (laughs) I think he said da once. Da. Yes. (laughs) Da. Uh, TV news Stargate. I like Stargate. Uh, It's probably quite well known now that. Stargate Atlantis is finishing the end of season five. Mm. Yep. I'm trying to get into Atlantis because it's got quite a few actors that I like in there. I mean, you've got now you've got uh, Robert Picardo, who used to yes. be the holodoc, is the base commander. Yeah. And. Jules State. Yeah, Jules State, mm. who used to be Kaylee as, as the head medical officer. So I'm trying to get into it, but I keep missing it. Oh, okay. I've never seen it. I didn't like it when it first started, but the episodes I'm beginning to catch now, I think it's found its feet. Uh, I still think it's a very watered. Down yeah, it's watered down. It's, yeah, they're doing the same thing with Stargate that they did with Star Trek. It's let's milk this for every yeah. penny we can mm, get. Oh dear. Well, talking of which, Stargate Atlantis may be ending, but there's a third series on the way called Stargate Universe. Oh, uh, now what's this is... the point? <laughs> well, again, it depends who's going to be in charge of it. I don't think it's really going to matter who's in charge of it. Uh, but having said that, DS9 was my favourite uh, Star Trek series, mm. and that was third, so you never know. Yes, we'll see. But they're saying it's a launch date of 2009, so presumably autumn 2009. Yeah. Fall, if you're American. And it's apparently geared towards a younger audience, whatever oh. that means. Oh. <laughs> it's it's, it's going it's to Stargate Babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember that sketch from Stargate 200? Yeah. With yes. the adolescent teenage. Oh, gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. It was funny as a sketch. Please, please don't do it as a series. <laughs> oh, it's no. going to be like uh, Star- <laughs> Code 9. Yeah. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, Stargate. Stargate puberty. <laughs> yeah. And finally, the in funny other news. In, yes, the, <laughs> the, the funny amu- news story. The amusing bit, yes. This Justin, right, David Duchovny, he of mm-hmm. X Files fame, has admitted himself to a rehabilitation centre seeking treatment for sex addiction. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> pardon. The X-Files star who has two children with wife Taylor Leone, who's very pretty, I'll have you know, mm, yeah, she is, yes. said in a statement, 
I have voluntarily entered a facility for the treatment of sex addiction. I ask for respect and privacy for my wife and children as we deal with this situation as a family. Many children, probably. Many. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier in the summer, he reprised his role as Fox Mulder in the X-Files sequel, I Want to Have Sex. I mean, I want to believe. <laughs> and then Gillian Anderson was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Conclusion. Mm. If you're working with Gillian Anderson... How can you avoid getting sex addiction? <laughs> I think I'd manage. <laughs> um, he's meant to be coming back onto US TV next month for a second series of Californication. Where he plays probably, sex addiction. Yeah. probably isn't the right role for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he plays someone who's sexually research. addicted. Isn't yeah. It's hard. Oh. Funnily enough, his character's name is Hank Moody. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, good luck, David. We're all rooting for you. <laughs> Keep it up. Oh. <laughs> Stiff up a <upper> lip. <laughs> anyway, grapple fans, it's time for <laughs> Fight Club. Have this week on Fight Club. Okay, in the blue corner, all the way from Babylon 5, <gasps> we have Commander Jeffrey Sinclair. Ooh, yay! And in the red corner, we have from Primeval, Dr. Nick Cutter. <laughs> this could take a while. Long time. We'll have Real Keith 47D. And El Presidente, mm-hmm. you can be Sinclair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're familiar with Babylon Five. Oh yes, we've got the whole five years. Crumbly mm-hmm. and I, we will be Cutter. And I think, <laughs> given you know we have the higher IQ, <laughs> you're laughing. Sorry. Yeah, true. I'll give you that. Sorry. <laughs> we should go first. Crumbly, the first move. Um, um, hello. What's happening? Uh, not a lot at the moment. Um, are they caught in a time loop or anything? Um, no, that's just their normal acting speed. Oh. oh. Um, this really could take a while. A little bit of music? Oh, hang on. Oh, oh no, it's just muscular tick. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so why don't we come back to them? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. give them time to get going. Yeah. <sighs> okay. okay. El Presidente. What's next? What's next? Letters. Or... Oh, I suppose. Letters. I have a letter here from Nathan B. Yay, Nathan! Nathan! It's a blog comment. Uh, Yes, it is, it is. I apologise, it's a comment from the blog. Hello again, Nathan. Nathan says, I laughed out loud when real Keith exploded. Wonderful stuff. (laughs) I exploded? You You did, yes. You did, yes. 47C exploded. Ah, still in the carpet. Yes, look. I wondered what that was. Ah, now Nathan, Nathan says his guilty pleasure is the horns of Nymon. Oh, which Lord Nymon. Is like chocolate ice cream to a dieter. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, oh, Nathan. Oh, you poor lad. Cool. His Lord moment Nymon. of bliss was the same as El Presidente's, which I think was Rose. Mm. And he oh. says, sad to say, I haven't been happier than when the show returned. 
I need a girlfriend. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, Nathan, you do Nobody. need a girlfriend. <laughs> Those long winter nights must just fly by. And his arm is really... Don't go there. Don't go there. Sorry about that, Nathan. We love you, really. Any other comments from the blog? Hmm, there's another. Mark H. Wilkinson. Oh, Mark. hello, Mark. Mark. Welcome Mark. to the party. Yes. He's had a, a brilliant idea. Woo. Is he that says, it? You should do a video versions of these using puppets. I think talking about... Uh, oh, the moments of bliss. Uh, moments of bliss and... Uh, yeah, no. mm-hmm. Oh, I see. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he says it would be like the Telegoons, but with somewhat more ridiculous characters. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure which way to take that. <laughs> All the programs here. Anyway, sorry. I, I mean, I, I just get the, the mental image of all us four sitting here, but as you know, like Thunderbirds puppets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think sock or puppets, maybe. Sock puppets. I, can, I can take my shoes off. Don't uh, take yeah. your no. shoes off. It's a, it's a sock puppet. No. Okay. Look. Good. We we could do a little colour print out yeah. of the head. Yeah. Table on mm-hmm. the top of the hand. Look lies. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. all hide behind your kitchen table. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Rattle again. Any more comments on the blog? Well, lots of stuff from Tin Dog, but we've got an actual audio message from Ooh, Ooh, yes. Should we hear that then? Okay. Hi guys, this is Michael, host of the Tin Dog podcast, and I thought I'd just give you a bit of MP3 feedback. Save you all that hassle of reading out emails and the like. So, you've been talking about your who bliss. Well, mine is going to be ghostlight if it was a whole story. I just love that. It was mysterious, it was dark, it was confusing. All right, it was very confusing at the time, but it was still a great story. But that's just one story. If you're after just a moment of Doctor Who-based bliss, for me, it has to be when you discovered that the seventh Doctor, well, not the seventh Doctor, a Doctor in the future, was Merlin. Battlefield has its problems, and let's face it, we could discuss those till the cows come home. But that time when you think, yes, the Doctor is Merlin, Like you see, it's a punch-the-air moment. My guilty Doctor Who pleasure? Well, I could have said Warriors of the Deep, because I hold that in slightly higher regard than is healthy. But if you really want guilt, Horns of the Nymon. There's shouting, there's overacting, there's everything you could possibly need from a Tom Baker story. But the reason it's my guilty pleasure is because I'd given up on Doctor Who completely. And then a friend was round, and they went, have you got any Doctor Who tapes? And Horns of the Nymon was sitting there, taunting me from the back of my collection. And so the VHS went in, and my whole view of the show was just revisited. So without Horns of the Nymon, I wouldn't be a podcaster, I wouldn't be here listening to this, and I would probably just have watched the new show in passing. More generally speaking, sci-fi moment of bliss. Well, again, it was down to two. It could have been watching the film Le Jetty while I was at university. It opened my eyes up to a whole new system of filmmaking. But again, it's going to have to go for something else. Harrison Bergeron. It's a made-for-TV movie, possibly Canadian, starring a hobbit. Yeah, alright, he wasn't a hobbit at the time. And the story is basically America in the year 2050 is a country where everyone is made to be equal. Not everyone is created equal, but they often wear electronic devices that control their thoughts. And Harrison is just a little bit too clever for his own good. Everyone wants to be a C-grade student. And the end sequence from that film is wonderful. I won't spoil it. Please find it. It's just fantastic. And if you want my sci-fi guilty pleasure, well, 
I also loved Star Cops. And I don't even see that as a guilty pleasure. I see that as a perfectly reasonable thing to like. Once they reached the moon, the stories got better. And if you were to take the plot for the episode Little Green Men and remade it as a standalone story, you could end up with a fantastic piece of TV drama. It would make a great movie. But no, if you really want guilt, I liked Cleopatra 2525, and I even watched it for the overriding story arc, honestly. I don't feel better for getting that off my chest, but it is true. Anyway, keep up the great work, and thanks. Be seeing you. Cleopatra. Oh, I think I think he needs to go in for a few Hail Marys. <laughs> mm, yes. I understand where he was coming from, though, but... I don't! <laughs> Sadly, I... On his recommendation, I put it on my DVD rental list, and it turned up today. Oh, oh, so I've got it in got my hand right now. Oh. Yeah, lots of chocolate. That's what I can <laughs> recommend. Lots I will try and look up. How was it, Harrison? Harrison Bergeron. Yeah, I'll uh, look I'm, up I'm intrigued. That's what I've been watching. It seems to be on uh, Google Videos. The entire thing. Oh, oh right. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. I have to go and track that down. Yeah. Thanks, Tin Dog. Yeah, thank you, Tin Dog. Thank you, Tinny. Horns of Nine one. It's, oh. Yeah, well, it was a Who pantomime. That's what it was billed as. Uh, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah. Is it Christmas? Yeah, I think it was. I'm not trying to say Oh, no, it cops. isn't. Wow. <laughs> a Who pantomime? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, it is. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> it's behind you. Enough. Right. <laughs> All right, sorry. We have an actual letter. Ooh. Another letter, yes. We do. Ooh. It's spoiled this week. We're very much so. See, begging. It, <laughs> it works. does wonders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grof- Groveling works. This yeah. one yep. is from Wynn. Wynn. Hello, um, Wynn. And it goes, Dear Humph. <laughs> says, I will write, stop begging. <laughs> Never. Yeah. <laughs> Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Good to welcome Real Keith 47C to the podcast. That's you. But I thought I was D. No. Well, yes, 47C exploded. But not real Keith26Q. He's a bit standoffish. We didn't invite him back. Inspired by your latest podcast, here's my list. Aha. Doctor Who Moment of Bliss, The Unquiet Dead. Mm, That's a good one. The moment when I went from mildly positive to raving mad in a good way about how good the new series Mm. of Doctor Who was. Very good choice. That was a good one. Doctor Who Guilty Pleasure. Oh, no. Vengeance on Varos. Oh, dear. (laughs) Nicely dark and humorous. Oh, Oh. dearie, dearie me. Oh, well. (laughs) Actually, I like that one as well. (laughs) But don't tell me. Non-Doctor Who Moment of Bliss. Oh, yeah, I agree with this one. Blake Seven Series 1 box set. It's quite a moment. Mm. Bought it recently, and as soon as the theme started, I was a seven-year-old again. (laughs) Non-Doctor Who guilty pleasure. Anything to do with prog rock, but particularly Hocus Pocus by Focus. That does rhyme. You made Crumbly sing. (laughs) Was that what I was? That is is Hocus. He's not allowed to come back. (laughs) That is Hocus Pocus by Focus. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Favourite new Who from Wynn? Partners in Crime. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good deal. Favourite old Who? Talons of Wang Chiang. That's another good one. Everything that the BBC... the Rats. Everything that the BBC did well, but... And Wynn wants to know, can we move to weekly podcasts? Are you mad? I think it would kill us. Yeah. We yeah. have to do jobs. <laughs> real, it's a real, thing called real, real life. Real life in intrudes, way. yes. Love to do them as a real job. <laughs> well, yeah. If we got paid for it, yes. Yeah. So thanks very much, Wynn. Lovely to hear from you. Mm, yep. yes. Please write again, please. 
Yeah, we stage. love the responses oh, more. Yes. Thank you. Mm. Any Stuff. other letters? No. We haven't said hello to the uh, head of Pertwee yet. <gasps> hello, head of Pertwee. Hello, head of Pertwee. Cooey, Pertwee. You know, he hasn't brushed his hair. No. Or his teeth. Yeah, or his eyes. Mm-hmm. A little tricky when you've got no hands. That's true. He uses his tongue. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Anteater or something. <laughs> <laughs> We're back onto David Duchovny again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tongue like an anteater. So, um, I think we should check on our mm-hmm. combatants. Oh, yes. yes. So, uh, it was there. Cutter's move, wasn't it? Let's, Cutter's let's, still Let's moving. have a look yes. and see how he's doing. centimetre between him and the chair now okay. we'll come back to him right following on from last time's guilty pleasures and moments of bliss which seemed to be really popular mm, yeah, yeah that, that struck a chord yeah. mm. we're going to do moments of despair and bafflement these are moments and these are just for Doctor Who new who and old who because real life you know we'll end up in therapy for weeks but these are moments that left you sitting on or behind the sofa thinking why I'm trying to enjoy you I defend (laughs) you to people at school at work at college at university and then you do this to me those moments So, El Presidente, would you like to start with your moment of despair from Old Who? Old Who, moments of despair, an actual moment. It's got to go to 1996. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's... was that was the rebirth, wasn't it? The the spectacular American saving us rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. The moment in particular. Picture it, Eric Roberts <laughs> walking down a large staircase. Oh. In what looks like a dress. <laughs> yeah. A pop yep. dress, I think. Mm. Yeah. With a high collar. Huh. Yeah. Saying, I like to dress for the occasion. Oh. Well, actually, I think it's more like, I like to dress for the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, camp is an Indian reservation. <laughs> yeah. Real low point yep. of. Yeah, that was something of a nadir, that was. Huh? Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, real Keith, 47D, your okay. moment of despair from old who. From old who. Well, I hate to fall back on something that is tried and tested and people keep lampooning and, and berating it, but I do have to point to a Colin Baker. Okay. Sixth right. Doctor. Uh, the May Colin mashed Baker. potato the, the and Colin ketchup yep. be upon him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've just had the 18-month calculation. We've yep. had no who. I've been bereft of who for 18 months. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you have this spectacular season opening shot of this huge, glorious space station. The Time Lord space station from Trial of a Time Lord. Oh, yeah. The camera majestically swoops in and out. You can see where the money is spent. Mm. It is beautiful. It's it is terrific. Good. TARDIS comes spinning down the light beam into the dome of the space station and it cuts to this drab, tatty, <laughs> cardboard corridor. BBC set. BBC sci-fi brackets set. Yeah. It, is that I, when you cried? I wept, literally. <laughs> I thought, this is it, a new beginning. They've got money being spent on it. It is fantastic. The future's right. The future's orange. The future's glowy. And we yeah. have 
this cardboard set back to what it was yeah so. worse than what it was before i mean all, all, all your hopes evaporated yeah, the, the series beforehand i don't think got anything so tatty looking as that <laughs> time lash uh, perhaps on a par with time lash but yeah that is my moment of weep despair okay. crumbly your old who moment of despair or bafflement um well this definitely falls in the bafflement camp this does the tom baker episode the enemy within oh yeah yeah where uh, k9 appears for the first time it's just the people who've been taken over by what's it virus, virus or yes, yeah virus. Yes, virus and they get the bushy eyebrows bushy eyebrows he's actually doing bushy eyebrows <laughs> Dennis <laughs> eyebrows I really wish yes. you could and see it Dennis, above his eyes and Dennis eyebrows and um when when they affect um, other people with this virus. It just hears mysterious voice from nowhere saying, Contact has been made. Does that hurt your voice? Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you just, you just expect to look around. Where the bloody hell did that come from? <laughs> okay. So there was no reason for it? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My old who moment of despair. There's didn't actually turn out to be too bad but at the time it was a moment of despair it was when peter davison left he was regenerating <laughs> with his yeah. round with his open face. round open face yeah because people have over him yes <laughs> that's a bit i like yeah <laughs> because i had really only started watching doctor who obsessively because peter davison was in it and he was lovely and <laughs> i was really enjoying the program and i'd seen a few tom bakers by then i'd seen a few john pertwees and i was loving it i thought it was great and i was so worried that if peter davison left i wouldn't want to watch it anymore and the fact that i stuck with it through the colin baker's opening episode I think yeah 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 does me credit so moment <laughs> yeah, so of despair peter davison i have died. to say it seems to be connected with last week's moment of bliss quite strongly very much so <laughs> yeah <laughs> peter davison featured heavily for me yeah i get that bit. <laughs> yes pubescent years <laughs> shut up sorry okay El Presidente your moment of despair from New Who New, New Who mm-hmm. a particular moment I'm thinking of well the episode it's the first 35 minutes of the episode it was very good I thought but there's a moment where Mr. Kennedy turns into the absorber off. Oh, <laughs> this is Love and Monsters. Yeah, oh. Love and Monsters. Peter Kay really hammy it up as a big green blob creature. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's terrible. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I'm tempted to scribble out my own moment of despair. <laughs> uh, well, Love and Monsters is a very light-hearted episode. Yeah. Take that back. Heavy bits of paper <laughs> I was going to say, did you notice the silence there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, you know, the fallating paving slab. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Chafe yes. yes. mm. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real Keith, your moment of despair. Well, my Who? moment of despair from New Who, I think it's just one line from the episode that the whole story, I think, was really the first clunker to my mind. Not a bad clunker, but a clunker. Yeah. It's got to be Aliens in London. Oh, Aliens in this London. This is going to be a Slitheen. It's a Slitheen. Mm, I yeah. think it's in Alien in London, not Third World War. But it's the line, I'm shaking my bootay. Mm. Ah, yeah, yeah. That was a bit nauseating. Yeah, my, that just, it just summed up everything that was wrong 
with that particular episode. It seems to yeah. be trying to be too forcefully jolly and too forcefully... Childish. Yeah, yeah. to my If it mind. wasn't for the fact that Christopher Eccleston delivered the line perfectly, the line, would you mind not farting while I save the, while I save yeah. the universe, could have been Yeah, that could have been bad. But, but the look on his face and the way he yeah. delivered oh, it was no, just it's, spot on. He delivered the line spot on, and that was a, a, a little high point. It made me mm. slightly chuckle. But it was the whole crassness crassness of it yeah that's, mm. that's the word i'm looking for it's a disappointing yes. story yeah mm. yeah crumbly knew who moment of despair well definitely a scene where i felt rather short-changed is in uh fear her it's mm. a scene where um well the evil spirit of her the, the girl's dad is coming back and um it's the scene where you're looking up the top of the stairs and you hear this and you see all the flashing lights and the sinister shadow of you know the ghost of um the girl you know the girl's father at the top of the stairs i mean i was really expecting some broad roiling, heaving mass of hate to come down the stairs, but all there was was in the wardrobe just an impressionistic picture of a a Rastafarian with red (laughs) eyes. And that was it. Don't you find um, the use of sound and shadow more effective than actually seeing what would have... If, what would have turned out to have been a bad BBC rubber costume? That <laughs> that suffers from bug syndrome. They they shouldn't have shown it at all. They should have just left it as the lights, the roaring, and not actually shown the monster because it mm. physically couldn't I was come expe- through. I was expecting some sort of in CGI yeah. or something like that. Well, again, it was meant to be. I think uh, Fear Her, which personally I don't. People have berated it and said it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's fantastic. Mm. It's a mediocre mm. episode. And it w- if it had been Star Trek, it would have been a bottle episode. It would have been either a clip show or something with sets that they've already got. Mm. Mm. It was yeah. a money-saving exercise, yes. basically. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I think what they should have done, it would have been far more effective if you just had the smokes, the roaring, but you didn't actually see it. Because yeah. it's... It's always better in the mind. Yeah, yeah I'll agree so. with that. But I mean, I was gearing myself up for something nasty to come down the stairs. Yeah, that's that's what the but problem when was. When nothing really happened, I just thought, oh, yeah. And then he sulked. Yeah, he's <laughs> still sulking now. And see that bottom lip. I know. Goes with the eyebrows. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so my new who moment of despair was one line. Right. I am a human darling. (laughs) (laughs) Hated it, hated it. Really didn't like, I want to say Muppets in Manhattan, but uh, (laughs) Daleks in Manhattan is on my list of ones that I really just wouldn't sit down and watch again. And considering um, Helen Rayner then went on to do the Sontaran episodes, Mm. which I thought was cracking. So a big improvement. This was such a poor story. And yeah. the whole idea of a human Dalek I didn't like. And the, when this guy stood up with this rubber thing on his head and <laughs> overplayed that line, uh, uh, I just want to turn it off and go and do the washing up. And I don't <laughs> like washing up. I can see what they were trying to do, but is it just the execution of it that you didn't like? I think the execution was awful. Yeah. And that really didn't help. I, yeah. That guy's voice drove me nuts. And it's not because he had an American accent. I just didn't like his delivery of his lines. Yeah. yeah. But no, I just thought the um, the Dalek head itself looked tacky and I didn't like the concept of the whole story. So right from mm. the beginning, it was just not going to work for me. I want to defend it, but unfortunately you're right in everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, while we're on this whole negative yeah, bent, I... as twere, 
We're very down. We are. It's Monday. (laughs) Last time we did our best new who and best old who. So this time, let's do our worst of new who and old who. Why am I doing the hand gestures? It looks dramatic. I'm thinking William Shatner. Yes. Okay, El Presidente, would you like to start with your worst of old who? Worst of old who? Yes. I'm sure this will be a very popular one. Go on then. Time Nash. (laughs) (laughs) We've done it again. Yeah. That's my worst as well. And mine as well. (laughs) Really? Didn't we cover Time Lash in a review with with wonderful glowing responses? Probably not, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) Back in podcast 10, I believe, Mm. we did a proper discussion, a kind of review of it. I can't remember what I said. Hopefully I didn't say anything too good about it. I'm not about to now. I don't think it came out well. I like Uh, to point out that this review was done before my time, so I can speak about it. Some of the um, low points I just want to uh, address. The bickering common between the Doctor and Perry, mm-hmm. particularly Sixth Doctor anyway. But it's particularly bad, I think, in this story. There's no break-up in it. No. Um, all Doctors and Companions bicker, but in between that there's friendliness. Yeah. But well, with the Doctor and Perry, it's just one long bicker. Yeah, for this one particularly, that Perry was really in a mood that the entire <laughs> yeah. story. I mean... I think with the Sixth Doctor and Perry, up to Mysterious Planet, it is quite savage and nasty bickering. After Mysterious Planet, the trial of a time, it's not that long, but it's seems to be tempered more with a smile and a sense of humour, which seems to be completely lacking in... The earlier yeah. ones. I don't know, I was thinking about Attack of Sidemen, yeah. last podcast, mm. and there it didn't seem as bad, it was kind of a friendly yeah. bickering, it seemed to me. This bickering in Time Lash, though, you're completely right. You're thinking, why the hell is yeah. she staying with him? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it was nasty. It was like that in Twin Dilemma. Twin Dilemma. That was understandable. That was, yeah. yeah and then they seemed to lighten it up. This is kind of regressed. Yeah. 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 They couldn't make their mind up. Perhaps the story's going to originally be aired in a different order. Maybe. I mean, Tackle Sidemen was his second story. Yeah. I'm not quite sure where this was time was quite goes. a way down the line, wasn't it? It's Same the end of season. the season. Yeah, because she actually had clothes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, near the end end of the season one of the um, moments that always sticks out for me was when the Doctor's confronting the Borat this is really close to the end the the Borat the Borat (laughs) we've been here before and he effectively kills him and the Borat screaming you tricked me and instead of giving him a second chance doing something doctorish like converting him with his words Mm -hmm. he just says you tricked yourself and lets him die and yeah. I remember thinking at the time, nah, that's that's not very doctorish. He'd read the script and knows that there's a clone coming back at the end. Oh, yeah. well. Well, I mean, um, I hate you for doing this because you're trying to get me to defend the position here. The Sixth Doctor was always uh, more aggressive aspects of the personality. Yeah. Yes. More, not, not necessarily aggressive, more pragmatic is the word I'm looking for. Right. Not quite so idealistic. Yeah, yeah. So right. that's all t- I, I hate to say, but it sort of ties in with the um, attitude of the Doctor at that point mm. in time. I'm not saying it's right. Going back to attack Simon, he jumps down into the sewers there, unseen to the camera, and beats up a, a policeman. A policeman, all right. You know, <laughs> it's a, wrong. A duplicate of a policeman. An evil policeman. He uh, famously lost complaints about it. He pushed a guy into an acid bath. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah, he did a lot I mean, of... Again, with that, the acid bath, wasn't there some witty comment? It was there almost, was. almost yeah. Buffy-esque. Yeah. You know, some yeah. play on That's words. A, yeah, back to that. Yeah. A bit yeah. Bond sort of thing. <laughs> Crumbly. This is a uh, time, Nash. I mean, two things that stick out. I know you, I know you use this phrase 
please um, advisedly. Oh, stop it. <laughs> He's giggling. He's sniggering you over there. No, no, no. <laughs> no I mean, it's, it's got to be um, the phallic dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> the Morlocks. Um, Menacing Perry. In the yeah. she, she didn't think to take a step yeah, sideways. Even, even I can't defend that one. <laughs> Two step backwards and then one away. <laughs> well, when I saw it the first time round, I, I could definitely feel my cheeks reddening. I really could. I mean... <laughs> In a I mean, good way? Uh, no. Was Jane there? <laughs> in an embarrassed <laughs> way, actually. No, because, I mean, basically saw Perry being threatened by essentially what is a giant penis. I mean... <laughs> yeah. A green... Especially giant. as mm. she had strapped to her chest another phallic shape <laughs> this, this bomb thing. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, then we have uh, Paul Darrow. Oh, yes. Who, oh, a lot of the times... The scenery, yeah, yeah. When someone's hamming it up, a lot of the times you can <laughs> laugh and you can think, oh, you're brilliant. But he was just awful. Very, very poor. He's Richard III. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the basin haircut of his, I mean. Oh, it was... Oh. He said he wanted a hump. Mm. Yeah. Not yep. in a David Duchovny's way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, and Daryl mentioned it, the, uh, the breakdancing robot. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. when he got shot. Oh, <laughs> and the way it spoke. I didn't mind that. It's a robot. I, I just found it irritating. There was, um, what's her name? Mina. Mina. Who I think we mentioned Weena. last mm. time delivered her lines as if stoned. <laughs> well, <laughs> also, I have to mention the makeup she wore. It looked like somebody had been around her head with a two by four. Yeah. Oh, she right. did Probably the direction. Probably, yeah. yeah. Would you please emote? <laughs> the time lash itself. Oh. oh. The tinsel time lash. Yes. Uh, I, I think now, you mentioned on. this there in the some, actual review. There were some Christmas tree lights in there as yeah. well. Maybe. Go oh, on. so poor. <laughs> it was. Um, the only vaguely good thing about it was the Borad's makeup. Mm. The yeah. way the Morlock side of him blended into his human side. That was uh, actually I quite think, effective. Actually, I think that was edited in from a completely different show. Mm. Ah, right. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but for those people of us, well, amongst us, who have um, a TV the size of a Starfleet view screen... <laughs> yeah. Are you did actually say you could see the join in it. It is pretty blatant on a larger mm. screen yeah. in on in an upscaled yeah. Mm. Well, that, DVD. That's, yeah, that one is down to the faults of technology rather than yeah. <laughs> you couldn't really tell on the VHS yeah. copy no, back no. when it was originally broadcast. That's like yeah. watching um, the Star Trek films and noticing that actually Data does look like he's got makeup on. Yeah, yeah. Or the original War of the Worlds and noticing the string holding up the ships. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the George Powell one. Mm-hmm. So you can't help that. Then we have the the rebels. All oh, right, yes. Good lords, how they lasted that long is beyond me. They were yeah. the wettest bunch you could ever <laughs> hope to meet. They, they seem to make up half the population of about twelve. Yeah, considering yeah. they were in what a citadel. No were that many of... people wandering around? No. Really? And if H. G. Wells was alive and well today, I think he'd have grounds to sue. Well, he's turned in his grave. Well, he's... if he was alive and well, mm. he probably wouldn't turn in his grave. Well, he'd be hammering on it. To he get would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't like Herbert at all. I know he was meant to be amusing, meant to be the comic relief. Yes. I just found him annoying. And I, I honestly wouldn't have felt annoyed with the doctor if he had shot him <laughs> i would have thought yeah fair go no one's gonna blame you for that he was annoying <laughs> we'll turn our backs we'll just pretend that didn't happen right yeah. so all in all um pretty rubbish yeah, yeah cr- oh we forgot what was the point of the um doctor and the picture of the, the doctor and joe third doctor and joe being there at the beginning no to hide the mirror okay <laughs> yeah. no point at all and why was it why was it a rubbish drawing yeah, rather a very, than a picture a very painting that's what I was going to say mm. but again 
Back to Attack of Simon again. J and T seem to be trying to bring back the Con- past. Congenuity. It was so, more more yeah, um, appealing that, to the fans rather than actually the general public. Yeah, and that's why the latter part before Sylvester's second series was pretty rubbish because mm. he was too keen on bringing in big names yeah. who couldn't necessarily act stand-up Ken Dodd <laughs> and <laughs> pandering to the fanboys who were saying, "Oh, it's not as good as it used to be" because it wasn't. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> right. Real Keith, as you seem to love Time Lash, <laughs> tell us what your worst old who is. Well, again, I, I think I really Time have Lash to... Time Lash lover. <laughs> I really have to apologise to uh, the Colin Baker because... May ketchup and mashed potato be upon him. Because we do seem to be putting the boot in tonight. Oh, no. Uh, my w- low point, worst who, has to be Vengeance on Vows. Mm. Uh. It was tacky, it was shoddy. Again, some of the bits don't make sense. The only high point of it, I think, was the character of Syl. Syl was brilliant. Yeah, Syl mm. wasn't bad. But, again, you're going on about the, the violence... Mm. The the acid bath scene to yes. yes. you know that yeah. that was totally uncalled for, totally unnecessary. He didn't even try to help them out when one of them sort of reached out to try to get out. Yeah, of it. would have got his hand all covered in acid. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the uh, scares and the cliffhangers, the horrible fly, which was just a set of lights, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the incidental music to go with it. Yeah, was very light, light plink and plonky and oh, farty. Uh, you had. The two cannibals that were in it, who looked like sixty-year-old men wearing <laughs> nappies, who <laughs> just sat there and thought, sort of, <laughs> it, it, it was. And as I said, most of the most of the uh, the sets were in just three walls and a black background. So the you know yeah. the, the the thought that went into that uh, and. Jason Connery, reputedly the person who killed Robin Sherwood, is <laughs> the most wooden actor. He almost had a woodpecker sort of hammering into his leg <laughs> at one point but in time. at least he didn't have a Scottish accent. <laughs> oh, true, true. I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. But... He's definitely um, a graduate of the Keanu Reeves School of Acting. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, again, that, that goes back to, uh, hearts back to your stunt casting, I think. Yeah. And, and yes. Martin Jarvis. I didn't think he was too bad. I've got to admit, he wasn't too bad, but... And I, I quite liked, sort of playing devil's advocate, I quite liked the two viewers. I can't remember the names of the actors, but... Mm. I thought their storyline went from the, oh my God, that's not what we're going to turn out to be like, to quite scary when she turned on him. Yeah. 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 But the actual concept was quite good. It was. The concept, I'm not. Reality TV. I'm not knocking the concept and I'm not knocking the. It's just that the execution was so. I mean, the initial hook to get them into the the show, the TARDIS running out of Zyton 7. Yes. You know, that took an interminable age to actually get them into uh, the the storyline. Yeah. And then when they first do get into the storyline, you've got the Jason Connery character just about to be executed by an uncontrolled laser blast. Mm -hmm. And they're sort of popping around the corner going, hello, how are you? You know, it's forced humour. It just, you know... If you think about it, though, it's very ahead of its time. It predicted the whole reality TV fad. Yeah, but again, I'm not knocking the actual storylines. Yeah. I'm knocking the execution of it, Fair which enough. is just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Worst of new who. Let's start with... 
Rumbly. Uh, no particular episode springs to mind, but um, I think um, people's sentiments on the Slitheen have been uh, well covered previously. Mm. I mean, okay, one fart joke is enough, but when it <laughs> well when it runs through, um, well. <laughs> Three episodes. I mean, eighty minutes wasn't it? Mm. Total. Uh, the novelty. I mean, it did. It did wear on me. Yeah, sort of uh, after after a very short while. I think mm. it was the same with anyone who was over the age of ten. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was rather puerile after a while. It's defence, if we can. It was very early New Who. And yeah. Clearly, they mm. didn't. Yeah. Rusty didn't yeah. really know the audience he was aiming at. Yeah. He thought it'd just be kids, mainly. Mm. But it turned out to obviously be much bigger. If I remember rightly, they did actually state that their target audience was eight years old. Eight mm. to twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but well, for want of a better term, lavatory humour, <laughs> yeah. and sort of you know, to the detriment of um, yeah, what could have been a good plot line. True. Yeah, I was disappointed by the whole thing in general. So I'm quite a fan of uh, the political dramas. Mm. Yes, Minister. Mm. Yes, Minister. <laughs> uh, the, the State of Play, the uh, House of Cards with Urquhart. Yeah, I was going to explain some of that. I knew it would be it's involving Number Ten and aliens mm. taking over the Prime Minister's job, etc. And it wasn't that no. at no. all. Just no. a passing reference to weapons of mass destruction yeah know. it wasn't at all political it was no. all slapstick yeah as for harriet jones holding up her pass and saying harriet jones filing dough waste mm. i mean um as i say i mean that was rather overused well not just in that story but yeah yeah, yeah and quite a few actually perhaps once would have been enough mm. people would have I remembered so, i didn't i didn't yeah. mind that too much not compared to the farting sludine mm. yeah El Presidente, your mm. worst new Who. I had a lot of trouble with the worst of old Who. As I didn't mention it before. I'd say it now quickly. Time Nash was one on a several I considered. Yeah. I considered Time of the Rani, Happiness Patrol, Greatest Show in the Galaxy, Ghostlight. Ghostlight? Even Ghostlight. I know that mm. uh, Tin Dog out there will... Uh, Love Ghostlight. Yeah, object, but <laughs> I never never quite grabbed me. It just seemed to be going nowhere. It's characters just there for the... Sacred, I don't know. It is. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to this in a different podcast. Yeah, I think. it yeah. didn't didn't rank as bad as Time Nash though. But with New Who for me, there is no question. It is Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> the Dalek two-parter. Oh, it seems my guilty pleasure from last time is getting guiltier and guiltier. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. What in particular rankled you? Oh, where do you begin? Uh, <laughs> let's start with before it even screened. Go on. The cliffhanger reveal at the end of episode one, completely blown out of the water by the Radio Your Times, Times on the cover. Mm, yep. 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 <sighs> okay. <laughs> and then we have... As you mentioned earlier, this is Diagoras, or however you pronounce yeah. it, balancing Dalek on his head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps you can true. go into a talent show with that, and Dalek balancing. Dalek balancing. It wasn't just me, then. He was pretty poor, wasn't he? He, he was, yeah. yeah. It just wasn't delivered properly. And then you had Dalek Sec before the transformation opening up the case it's entirely empty down the bottom so he can climb in yeah what's that about <laughs> had he emptied himself specially <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and how did he empty himself oh yeah and did then he, he can trail? somehow develop an entire human I mean Daleks aren't that big are they no they're not oh don't don't know don't know how big Daleks are how much can they stretch they seem yeah. to stretch a lot well that's it yeah, to, en- in- to encompass an entire human being I mean, maybe yeah. he's been genetically altering himself mm. but still it just yeah. then out Afterwards, he comes out, he's still got his suit on. Yeah. He's a bit slimy in places. <laughs> mm, yeah. He's lost his gloves as well. Oh, really? I yeah, he made a, a deliberate point of put the actor made a deliberate point of putting the gloves on okay. before he went down on the lift, and then suddenly he's got these scaly hands after ah. he came out. Right. Then there's the whole question of 
why the Empire State Building? They needed the height yeah. to get... The electrical current yeah. storm. Yeah, the yeah. thunderstorms, they'd hit it. Yeah. Daleks can fly. <laughs> they just fly up there and... Just go a bit higher, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> well, they could build this a very tall structure, which is really thin or something like a... Lightning rod. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Build an entire building, it takes years. Yeah. Oh, what? It was all a bit contrived. <laughs> what else have we got? The genetic... The drift. pigs. Well, not, not the only pig. the pig. The, the fact that um, lightning can carry genetic material. So when it struck yeah. struck the doctor, it carried his mm. DNA into all the other yeah. Daleks. rather implausible, yeah, to say the yeah. least. So I hate to say that, because, as I said, it is my guilty pleasure. And But I've got to agree with you mm. in all the aspects that you've put here. They're all valid. And it's a rehash. We'd seen the doctor climbing a, a tower. Being to... struck by electricity in... Yeah. Yeah. in uh, um, Idiot Lantern. Yeah. Which is a previous season. I yeah. Think, wasn't it? So no excuse for doing it again. No. And then we have once Dalek Sec becomes half human, he starts acting nice. <laughs> he, he even goes as far as to sacrifice his own life to yeah. save the Doctor. And yeah. the human he became was a horrible git anyway. So yeah. And teamed up with the evil that was Dalek Sec. Where did all this niceness come from? Yeah, where did the from? niceness come yeah. from? And the pigs, you say. Pigs running around the sewer. It's all a bit... uh, A bit much. A bit rubbish. Enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) More than enough of that. Okay, real Keith 47D. I'm afraid it has got to, after consideration and weighing up all the facts, the pros and cons, the uh, whether I like it or the... Love and Monsters. Oh, Oh, snap. We've yeah. got the same one. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, one. No disrespect to the the kiddie who actually drew, drew it, but the um absorbaloff. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. If you employ a ten year old boy to make a Doctor Who monster, it looks like it's been designed by, by a ten year old boy. Yeah. And that's fine on a Blue Peter poster, but. Who the hell thought it would be a good idea to actually use it in the show? Yep. yep. Well, if they can do it for Primeval as well. (laughs) The thing that really annoyed me about Love and Monsters, the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I thought weren't bad at all. Yeah. I thought Peter Kay was exceptional. Yes. I loved the idea of Linda. Yeah. I thought that was <laughs> that was really neat. I even didn't mind the Scooby-Doo nonsense at the beginning with the Doctor and Rose and the yeah. blue and the red mm. buckets. That was amusing. The uh, one bit I li- actually liked from it was... Uh, tracking down and talking to Jackie. So you had him yeah. doing mm. the report and then you're actually seeing what actually happened. Yeah. You yes. had the voiceover. That, that was that all was, good. That was a good yeah. idea. But then as soon as Peter Kay became the Absorbaloff, I was embarrassed beyond belief and <laughs> I just didn't want to watch it. I thought he was awful. Yeah, yeah to, to my mind, when he became the Absorbaloff, he began channeling Johnny Vegas. Oh, very much so. <laughs> you know, very was, much yeah, so. I know just... all planets have a north, but for God's sake, I think some Geordies would have had trouble understanding him. <laughs> and the, the running down the street, with yeah. the, wearing, wearing the nappy and the Mohican. Yeah, yeah, it was just... It, that harked back to the worst of John Nathan Turner. Yeah, yeah. It really did. It was, yeah. it was embarrassing. It was excruciating. And no... All due respect to the little lad who designed it, that's great, fine, well done on winning your Blue Peter badge, but yeah. the most they should have done was given it a story in the annual. Yeah. They should yeah. never, ever yeah. have put it on the screen. And uh, the less said about the paving slab, the better. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, as you say, the last ten minutes or whatever, it is 
pretty bad. Yeah. But I like the whole idea. It was a Doctor Light episode. We'd never seen yeah, a Doctor that, Light episode. It was the first experiment. Before, really. I'll give it that. It was an experiment. And it was good to see it, see the Doctor's antics or consequences of the Doctor's actions from the point of view of somebody who isn't a companion, isn't the Doctor. That's why it's my worst episode, because it had that excellent start and mm. it was such a good yeah. idea. It was such a disappointment in the end. Again. Um, I couldn't yeah. watch it again because I know what's going to happen. You know, I know what's coming. Yeah, again, it's a, a question of like uh, Vengeance and Vows. The concept was brilliant. The concept was wonderful. It's the, just the execution was so cack-handed. Yeah, I don't know. The only problem I really had was it with is Peter Kay's performance as the absorber of. If you can get past that, I actually really like it. Uh, that's that's that. the thing. If. If. Yeah. I can't yeah. get that past it. That's a very big if. Yeah, that's an if that is too big to swallow. <laughs> you. I would have to take them too often again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's the end of Doctor Who. Yep. Now, I hate to ask, do you think we should check on Cutter and Sinclair, see how it's going, see if anyone's actually landed a blow? Might as well be dead. See if they're actually still alive. Okay, just a sec. (laughs) Well, see if they've moved. I'll get the tape measure. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, let's have a look. Um, Has he actually moved? Hang on, hang on. Inch and a half. Inch and a half. Definitely inch and a half there. All right. We'll come back to it and see how it goes. Good news, everyone. Ooh, what? Ooh. <laughs> it's Futurama. Oh, yeah. backs. <laughs> how do you do that? So this is, what, the second, second future on the film? Number two. And I don't know about you lot, but I thought this one was much, much funnier oh, very, than Bender's yeah, very much so. Certainly more coherent, I think. Yeah. It's easier to follow. Mm, yeah. Some blatant ripping off of Star Trek gen- uh, Generations. Unashamed oh, ripping yeah. off. <laughs> really? Even, well, the, you know, in Generations, you've got, what is it, the Nexus? The Nexus, oh, yes. Yeah. The rift in the Futurama yeah. it even looks the same it, it doesn't move but it definitely yeah. looks the same you, if you get a magnifying <laughs> glass I bet at the bottom corner you'll see copyright Paramount mm. pictures you know it's, <laughs> it's that close a rift is a rift isn't it how can you make that <laughs> well, a rift is a rift is a rift that's, some, that's a moot point that is isn't it? Yeah. looks a bit like Harry Potter's scar sideways <laughs> right yeah it starts off with previously on Futurama yep of course then we get about a five second shot of the rift yeah opening <laughs> opening that's, That's it. it. <laughs> People going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> nice thing. Really. And then we go into the opening credits and into Steamboat Willie. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. what was that about? <laughs> Black and white sort of Mickey Mouse. Mickey, the first all, Mickey Mouse. All, all the characters thing. rendered as, you know, yeah. actually saying Mickey Mouse yeah. and Minnie Mouse from, yeah. you know, from Steamboat Willie with the big wide eyes. And <laughs> it's very good, but I don't quite know why. Well, it's the <laughs> extended credits because it's a film. It yeah. has to have that much more extra into it. But it's good nonetheless. Yeah, mm. it, it threw everyone completely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially smashing out of the view screen. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> For me, you had the two stories running through. You had uh, Fry and the Tentacles, yes. and uh, Bender and the League of Robots. Yes. The two didn't seem to marry up. 
really until well, not until the very right, end, right yeah. at the end. Yes, that was a little bit forced. Yes, yeah, so. yeah. And personally, I did find it. It was a little bit too long. It seemed to flag my interest. Flagged in okay. the middle towards the end. Personally, hmm. I didn't find that so much this time. Much more last time. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. When you had all that stuff with the flashbacks to yeah. one it, of the fries going out on the whaling ship. This one was more original and direct. The first one, they seemed to be more feasting on their own plot lines and <laughs> <Yes>. history. <laughs> High points. Oh, my... F- it's quite close to the beginning. My favourite point was the uh, death ball match. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was one of those little um, executive toys where you've got a maze and you've got to stop the ball going down yeah, the down hole. down the holes in the ball. It's that's just it, it was yeah. done with people mm. and really big <laughs> balls. Yep, yep, yep. Back to David Duchovny again. <laughs> <laughs> the idea was the last person the ball touched before it went down the hole, that team got the point and you had to get the most points. And <laughs> It was just ridiculous and very, very funny. I did I did like the uh, marriage between Kiff and mm. Amy, Amy. Yeah. and the fact that the third stage of Kiff's life cycle is a massive cloud of insects. And <laughs> Amy's mother squashes one and it turned out to be his father's left testicle or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great start for the in-laws. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, has been a questions raised why his left testicle was hanging around her neck like that. <laughs> <He's a bloke. laughs> one thing I do like about Futurama is the little dig at how lazy people can be they're all standing there in uh, Times Square and the rift is above them in oh. all its sparkly glory and they're all watching it on the telly and all they've got to do is lift their eyes about a <laughs> foot and they can see the actual thing but they think it's so much better because they're seeing on a big screen Try. Yeah. Big view screen try D. What do you have to say about that, that. chief scientist? <laughs> <laughs> what I also liked was the uh, uh, the energy from the rift. They test it on a gigantic ant. Yeah. And the ant standing there. What's going on? What's happening? You know, <laughs> somebody polished me sugar water. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about the plot in general? Um, yeah, a brief synopsis. Yeah, brief synopsis. I, think, yes. I think so, because it's not been televised or anything so people out there may not know it mm. it basically follows straight on from the last story where Ender through his time travels managed to cause this rift in space and time mm-hmm. there's another galaxy another universe on the other, the other side. side and there's a creature with all on its own tentacles. Mm. with yep. lots of tentacles yep. it's yep. basically a planet full of you know, basic, a planet of tentacles and that's mm. it you, uh, after the professor and his team <coughs> provoke it somehow by going up to the Rift and Bender told it to bite his shiny, shiny metal, metal ass. Mm. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> well, I think he got as far as bite my, my shiny, shiny metal. metal. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> then the tentacle comes down, splits out into millions, billions of different ways, and starts to take people over. Yep, yep. So, so, a la invasion of the body snatchers. Mm. Mm. You know. And seeing Fry was the, pers- uh, the first person it came into contact with. Um, Fry becomes well, like the head of the Church of. The tentacle, yeah, for the, want of a better term. The Pope. Of, the Pope. Yeah, mm. Pope of the Church of the Pope Tentacle. Pope and a rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. a tentacle. Well, it was, you know, yeah, dangling. Yeah. Obviously, this doesn't affect the robots, of course. No, no. Again, so, this is what I mean. It seems to be a, yeah. an unrelated storyline so, that runs mm. through. Yeah, this leaves Bender to go and commit suicide. Attempt to commit suicide. Because and then, he's uh, excluded yeah. from all this. And then jo- because of that, it falls through a trapdoor and joins the League of Robots. Yes. Mm. Mm. Not to be confused with the Evil League of Evil. <laughs> or the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. Two different. Things. Yes, completely. The, the League of Robots is run by the uh, robot film star. Calculon. Calculon, Calculon that's it. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Whose character's name is the same as his real name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very, very Shatner-esque. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot of that. We've got, obviously... Uh, and uh, Zap Yeah. <laughs> yes, and Kiv gets killed. He does. Mm. Yeah. But it'd be okay. It's Kiv. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get better. Of okay. course, there's another completely disastrous love affair for Fry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Finds yeah. himself part of a... Well, not even threesome. It's no, a five... It's not what, just a triad. triad. Quant, quant... What's it? No, sexton. It's sexton. Sexton. Seems appropriate. Yeah. We're yeah. yeah. back to David Duhovny again. <laughs> Six people in this relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, apparently they all woman. get their own shelf in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Their own room as well. A night each or... I don't know. I, that's what <laughs> I did like. Sundays off. Is... The lift for the apartment. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. instead of it getting into it, and the room goes up and down, you press a button and the building the goes up. The building and down. comes yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Until that's quite it's clever. Floor. Yeah, you hear the click, eh, and everybody going, "Whoa!" As the building goes down. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Some of um, Futurama is ridiculously puerile, yeah. but other things like that are such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of good ideas, like um, Fry's tide. You know, yes. tide. Oh, he just yeah. chugged the tie and it changed colour. Yeah. Changes colours. Yeah. You had a burst of static, and it would go from yeah. green to blue. Yeah. <laughs> then you had the fairground ride that uh, Fry and Colleen, or whatever yeah. her name, went on, where they turned into 2D. 2D line. Oh, yeah. yeah, and all he could see of her was a line. A line. Yeah. 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 She still looked beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had Leela playing Pong on her wrist thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had the coffee machine, was it? Oh, the coffee oh, enema. The coffee the enema, enema. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And steam escaping from another part of the orifice, or anatomy, yeah. should I say. <laughs> the barbomites for cutting yep. your hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be so useful. Nanites to cut your mm. hair. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Do you notice the drink that they had in the uh, the league of robots? Cereal port. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fully get those. It's, You've got to watch them a couple of times. Yeah. It's kind of like watching the Flintstones from the other end of the timeline. Yeah. 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 Really good thing are they going to come up with this week? Well, that was the Jetsons, that was. No, the Jetsons was rubbish. Never really sure Jetsons. Very sexist was the, well, so was the Flintstones. So. <laughs> All right. What does the tentacle do? It comes down and, and as I said, doesn't actually take over. Well, it does, it does take over by connecting to the back of the neck mm. because it wants to, um, what is it? Make sweet love for the entire human race. Where's Barry White when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> a little unclear about that. Yeah. If he was trying to procreate, how does that work? <laughs> Not entirely sure. No. Wants to make love to the whole of the human race, baby. <laughs> Why can't you get your voice down that low? Well, I can, but it hurts me. So. Wants to make sweet love to the entire human race. <laughs> <laughs> the tentacle creature. Uh, what's his name? Schlim or Schlur. Schlim or Schlur. Nevo. Nevo, that was Nevo. it. Nevo. Nevo. Schlim or Schlur. Yeah, it mm. was, it was uh, an asexual creature. It wasn't mm. male or female, so it had to be dressed as Schlim or Schlur. Schlur. Why not it? Yeah. Or, or well. Schlee on, or instead of she and him, it was Schlee and Schlur, I think. Yeah. It, well, basically, it <laughs> invites the whole human race to go and share its planet. Yeah. Which looks mm. very much like a popular vision of heaven with clouds and... What I did like is when all the elevators come down. Mm. It was very much a uh, matter of life and death. Mm. The, mm-hmm. the moving staircases. Uh, they're going up to yes. the other dimension, up to heaven, for want of a better word. And machines, electrical, mechanical items, don't work 
yeah. in this other universe. Yeah, they yeah. can't cross so over. The robots yeah. can't, can't go yeah. these what's, mechanical stairs. But anyway, well, <laughs> what's the line? What's the line? Fry handing the keys over to Bender. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to lock up the Bermuda Triangle at the end of the world. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I take it that this utopia had a catch to it. Well, the catch was that to live with Evo, mm. they should have no contact whatsoever with uh, their old dimension. Okay. Their old planet Earth. And Fry writes Bender a letter. Ah, mm. so he cocks it up. He, he cocks it up. Yep. Yeah, yep. of course. Naturally, he's Fry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when is it? Bender gets on a space yacht, but basically a starship that looks like a pirate ship mm-hmm. with <laughs> engines on the end. And yeah. it, well, it devolves into a, a parody of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean yeah, they, yes. they fire harpoons into Evo and drag him into this dimension and then swing across pirate style with the cutlasses. Ha! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And starts attacking Packing Evo the tentacles. To, to, to the mm. tentacles to get uh, the human race back. Because they're lonely. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, robots they, are lonely. They have no function because there's no humans there to, to kill, kill yeah. all humans. But they're robots. How can they be lonely? Robots <laughs> <laughs> have feelings too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just got to watch Calculon's TV program. That, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> all with, my circuits. Yeah. With, with his fourth unknown personality. <laughs> yes. black his girlfriend's He's blackmailing having himself. A, having an affair <laughs> with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was another bit I did like with the uh, uh, League of Robots was Bender challenged Calculon to a duel. Bender chose weapons, which was uh, destruct planetary destructo rays. (laughs) Mm. And they fire, uh, they do the standard duel, line up back to back, walk away. Bender turns around first before they finished counting and shoots, shooting off Calculon's arm, disintegrating it completely. Mm. So he's got his body ends in a little circle. But the beam continues and Mm. you see buildings start. (laughs) Yeah, it it gets wider as it goes up and you've got circular buildings. And then Mm. later on in the story, they cut back to the uh, League of Robots headquarters. And of course, it's got a massive circle carved in Mm. it as the laser beam has (laughs) shot through. One thing I do like about Futurama is some of the guest stars. And we had Stephen Hawking. Oh, Stephen Stephen Hawking. Who seems to pop up in everything. Is it really him? I mean, we can... Uh, yeah, it's, sure. it's an electrical no, voice. Uh, I think it is him. I, I think mean, it his, is. His yeah. name did appear in the his credits. His name is in the yeah. credits, yeah. but I understand it could be, it could be anyone. anyone. All they need is to make their voice. Yeah, yeah I mean, like this. He'd he say stuff to his god, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he discovered he had laser, vi- uh, laser beams mm, that shoot it. from his, his eyes. eyes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his head, you've got the head of everyone in the yeah. jars, and yeah. his was so much more snazzy. It had it a jet propulsion on it. It was gold-plated. <laughs> it was in a little rocket complete with nose cone. Yeah, it was It was brilliant, as deserved. Do we want to mention anything about uh, Zap oh. sleeping with Amy? Yes, mm. oh, I forgot about that, yes. Yeah. Because Kiff dies halfway through, they're married. Uh, Amy's uh, inconsolable. Obviously. And of course, Zap is in there for the rebound. <laughs> such yep. a gentleman. Oh, it's such a sleazy, snazzy gentleman. <laughs> Did he offer her any champagne? <laughs> <laughs> Not this time, because they were on the run. But... Mm, yeah. No, but when Leela came in and caught them, he did say, don't be jealous. You know, We can do it at four o'clock if you've got <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. That's it. Yeah, remind you of any particular starship captains you know? Mm. Ooh, yeah. ooh. Couldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> if you could give this a mark, what would you give it and what out of? Um, mark of the Hunter. 
Uh, <laughs> leave the room. <laughs> I'd go for, I think, 7 out of 10, because I think these films are nowhere near as good as some of the episodes. No, no. They're a bit too long. That's and, it. Uh, they're still funny. Yeah. 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'd say 7.5 out of 10. I mean, um, it was a marked improvement on Bender's big score. Definitely. Yeah, definitely improvement over the previous one. Mm. I'd probably go for 7 as well. Ooh, I think I'm going to fly in the face here. I'd give it 5 out of 10. Really? Myself. Mm. I think I enjoyed Bender's Big Score more myself. Really? Bender's Big Score didn't seem to flag halfway. I found this one's flagged severely halfway through. Okay. And I'm thinking, hasn't isn't it done yet? Mm. Okay, I didn't but hear that. No, it, it, it might be different because I'm assuming they're doing this the same way with the first one. They're going to cut it down into to small bites yeah, when it's shown on Cartoon Network. Or Gus's three or four episodes. Yeah, yeah. It might sit better for me then. But it, it, yeah. for me, it did flag severely in the last half, last third. All right, then. I think we've come to the end of our tether. Okay, that's the lot for this podcast. Mm. Next time, we're going to be reviewing Stargate Continuum. We're going to be having a look at the summer blockbusters Mm -hmm. that have been at the cinema this year. Weren't we meant to be doing that this one? Yeah. I think Time Lash got the best of us. Yes. Yeah, they ranted. They, you should have heard the stuff that was cut out. It was mm. quite rude. And then we're going to have a look at some of the extras that you get on Doctor Who DVDs. We're going to be looking at Earthshock, mm-hmm. Pyramids of Mars, Ooh. and mm. The Green Death. Green. Green. Yes. So we'll be giving our opinions on all of those. Mm, that's good. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. Bye. Be seeing you. Adios. You're a very odd man. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 28, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. Music expressed here are those of speaker, and don't necessarily those of speakers or site. The corporate infringement is intended. This podcast is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. So, Planet Express, do they ever do any work? This Justin, David Duchovny, he of X-Files fame, has admitted himself to a rehabilitation centre seeking treatment for sex addiction. I'll start that again. (laughs) Sex addiction. He's now got two knobs. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, that was a long one. And back to David Duchovny. (laughs) Turn your mic off. (laughs)